because you know sometimes it's very hard because there are people that having you know uh, some small kids at home and other things to do but whenever you can you just use your time wisely and try to even like for half an hour of a day you can you can do something creative whatever it is I'm Amanda. I'm Miranda. And this is Not Your Granny's Not Your Granny Show. Quote show. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys. On today's episode, we get to interview one of my most favorite people in the quilting universe. Um, Katerina Rochella was so gracious to join us. And we cannot wait for you guys to hear this episode. So jump in and enjoy. Hey, everybody. If you've listened to our podcast before, you know that Amanda and I have always talked about how great Instagram is with connecting quilters with quilters and introducing us to some of our favorite designers and quilters um, that have really become kind of celebrities to us. Um, And we just really admire them and idolize them in some ways. Um, And today we are just super, super excited to have one of those people on our show to chat with. She's one of our favorite quilters, pattern designers, fabric designers. We're just obsessed with her stuff. We're so excited to have her. Katerina Rochella, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me and for such a a beautiful introduction. And actually, (laughs) I feel pretty red in my face and blushing because of all those words that are kind of like really, really big and but yeah, I really like to be part of this community because there are so many beautiful and so nice people, so many nice people that I was able to to interact with and to to meet during all these years of this journey that has been, you know, related with my fabric designing and mm-hmm. things like that, as you as you mentioned already, like even quilting that for me is still like a big thing because I all the time I feel like a newbie. And there is always so much to, to learn and to, to improve the, the quilting skills. So yeah, yeah. maybe one day quilter. <laughs> well, that kind of brings me to my first question because you do such amazing fabric designs. We love all your lines. You can see one behind Amanda. I think we've both made Esoterra quilts and we just have all of your, your fabric lines. So I was just curious what came first, if the if the design, the fabric design came first or if quilting came first or just how those two things came together. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. It's really like a privilege to see uh, the work and, and, you know, the projects by so many other makers, you know, done in the fabrics that I actually design. So yeah, I uh, started, let's say, I first started to sew kids' clothes and some accessories. And that was my first, let's say, meeting with fabric, like, like fabric. And then actually, because I was spending so much money on, on buying fabric and spending so much money online, because here in, in the country where I live, and it's, it's Serbia, it's in Europe. So we didn't have like so much, uh, so many beautiful uh, choices and selection regarding fabric, especially for quilting. So I was spending mostly my, my money on the, on the quilt shops in the US. And then I figured that maybe I should think about some way to to have a hobby that would uh, maybe going to to be uh, like funding me for this this hobby of mine, which was, you know, obviously buying fabric and sewing kids clothes. And that's how I started. And um, after that, I I was introduced to Spoonflower. That was like maybe 2008, 2009. I think it was, um, I don't know when was the year that Spoonflower was open, but maybe like one or two years after that. Mm-hmm. And um, I figured how to do the, the pattern uh, in repeat um, during those years. And as I, as I come from the art, artistic background, which was painting and drawing and graphic design, that was kind of uh, really like uh, my kind of, of things. I mean, just doing the repeats was something that I needed to learn. And uh, uh, I actually created my first portfolio uh, thanks to to the uh, some competitions that and some contests that they they were having and they still have. So after making this portfolio with my collections and designs, I presented. I was sending into to different fabric companies in the U.S. 
and one of them was also, of course, aid, uh, um, air gallery fabrics. So I started to talk with them. It was 2013. And in 2014, I had my first fabric collection uh, released. It was uh, indelible. And uh, I think that thanks to that collection and thanks to that um, agreement with them, I actually was introduced also to this quilting community and this, this world of quilting. So actually that, that is how I started because every fabric collection that our gallery was launching had to have some uh, patterns like quilt patterns. And then I figured that it would be something that would, re uh, would be really uh, nice and handy to, to learn and to, and to improve also during all those years that I also developed different fabric collections. So now I'm really like eager when I have to think and create some new pattern for the collections that I'm having. And uh, that's, that's the way that I started. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. It sounds like it moved pretty fast once you submitted those designs. But yeah, but if, if you look from 2014, I mean, it's already seven years. So yeah, it's, it is like kind of also quickly, but on the other hand, not so much because I had like 20 collections now and I had really so many months, you know, to, yeah. to learn and to, to improve my skills. And yeah. now I'm very passionate regarding, you know, not quilting because quilting is something that I would love to learn to, to quilt like much much better and and more but as i have just you know regular sewing home sewing machines so sometimes it's like a struggle <laughs> yeah. So, yeah but i remember that back to 2014 when i actually went to my first quilt market and when i saw so many amazing quilt designs and quilt patterns i was a little bit ashamed because uh, my first quilt pattern that I made, it was a rastrum, which was actually featuring my indelible collection, was completely pieced on the serger. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. And actually, there were some quilters that, you know, came to my booth and I was, you know, talking with them and they realized, of course, I mean, I didn't even have to explain, but they, they, they were able to see that. And there were like jokes, they were making jokes about the quilt police that they're going to catch me, you know, because of using serger, you know, during this particular um yeah piecing things so yeah but i mean from from that till now i mean i learned so 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 many things and so much so yeah i'm kind of really i would love also to learn some new quilting skills rather than just you know some um squirrels squirrels i don't know how how it's the name just some pre-motion quilting that i'm able to do just moving my hands around mm -hmm. the the fabrics and sandwich all just the straight line something like that but yeah yeah, yeah. there's time so hopefully maybe yeah. i'm going to be more proficient in, in that one <laughs> yeah that's a whole different yeah. skill yeah <laughs> of course i mean i remember uh when i visited the first market there was a lady uh sharon chambers i mean she's very she's like a master quilter and when i saw the work that she was doing i was completely amazed i mean that was like completely another dimension such a detail and such beautiful beautiful work so but yeah it's like another art skill <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's different for sure and it takes you know hours and hours of practice yeah. to especially the you know the free motion long arm quilting and all yeah. that it's definitely a different skill but um that's cool yeah. um so yeah. I mean it did go fast because within seven years you had you now have 20 fabric collections, so that's amazing. I really, yeah, I think that I was really lucky to be working with Argali Fabrics and um, to be able to do so many different fabric collections. And I mean, I'm always inspired with something else. There are so many things and so many different things that you can be inspired with. So I hope that even in the years that are coming, I'm going to be inspiring others you know with the with the designs and the things that i'm going to to be able to create hopefully so <laughs> yeah but i'm really really very proud of what i created since since now and there are really so many nice fabric lines and 
you know, designs that are actually even nowadays actual and they're also reprinting, which is another, I think, very good thing for the quilters and people that are still looking for some piece of fabric that they used like several years ago. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's a great sign. That means people are just looking for those fabrics. Um, yeah. We love all of your fabric lines, obviously. Um, I was going to ask you if you have a favorite line or maybe one that's just like nearest and dearest to you and and why. That really is a tough question. Because, yeah. Yeah, with every fabric collection, with every, uh, even the fabric, you know, a quilt that accompanies the, the, the fabric line, it's always the last one that I create. It's, it's like the, the most favorite one, so... I think that now 20 is my favorite, but if I have to, to have like from all the past collections, one that is in a way dear or precious to my, uh, to my heart, it's the recollection, which was actually my second mm -hmm. fabric line. And because the, the heritage and my home country takes like say important role regarding the inspiration behind the line. So maybe that's the, also regarding the, the, the quilt patterns, it's when, I um, actually um, came to, to, it actually came to me that I can do many different things other than some like, you know, how square triangles, which was actually the block that was the basic block that I learned to do. So yeah, maybe, maybe that one was something that was still in my heart and still, still very dear to my heart. Yeah. I love that. I've talked before about how the first like 10 or 20 quilts I made were just all half square triangles. And I was like, this is just what I'm going to do. This is the only block I'm going to make. That's it. <laughs> yeah. But I think that you can do so many different things regarding, you know, uh, designing using only half square triangles. It can be so, so, you know, different using in, in one way or in yeah. another. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, and I think that also uh, strip piecing is something like a technique that, that I uh, actually like to use in my quilts because it uh, gives you like in some kind, in a rapid mode, it gives you like a block or, you know, mm -hmm. fabrics that are assembled and, and uh, cut, which yeah. actually I think that trimming part of the blocks is, is the part that I hate the most because <laughs> it, it takes... You know more time than even you know the creating process so that's the part that i would like to avoid you know yeah. and when i learned about the tube quilting technique when doing half uh, square triangles it was the moment that was really you know also important for me because that's where the trimming part is uh, not necessary so i think it's it was very like a bulb moment <laughs> <laughs> in my in my career let's say yeah yeah i love discovering yeah. those quilting shortcuts anything to make yeah, it yeah, yeah. Of course. faster and easier yeah. yeah because time is always so precious when you have to you know create so many different things so when mm -hmm. you can you know abbreviate some of those uh levels it's it really it's important yeah yeah well the patterns that you create are amazing i mean the one behind Amanda is just so cool. It's such like a different and unique pattern. I would love to hear just how you like come up with these patterns and what your process looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. I've tried to, to, let's say, be inspired by the fabric line itself in order to create a pattern because not every collection can be, can be done in every pattern. For instance, I mean, uh, uh, that collection that was actually post cage, the one that, uh, was uh, made um, uh, Travaya pattern for. It had only 12 uh, quilting cottons in the collection. So I was thinking about what was the best way to use these 12 prints in a way to, to, to show the whole collection nicely. So I came out with this, um, actually it is, uh, it is done with only nine inch square, uh, uh, nine patch blocks. So uh, I think it was showing nice, uh, nicely the prints from the collection. Mm -hmm. And for instance, now that I had this uh, 20 Barbie collection, which actually has 20 prints in the collection, and they're very like 
uh, tones. They are, um, let's say, yeah, more tonal like a collection. So it was very um, uh, inspiring to think about the, uh, the the fabric pattern that would actually have all these uh, tones um, grouped in a pattern. So that's that's why I came out with with two patterns. One is a vibrato quilt pattern, and the other is Kalim. Uh, and actually, the Kalim quilt pattern is something that came out from, uh, as I mentioned, recollection collection before. I had a pattern that was featured for that collection, and uh, that was uh, Kubeta. That was like a like Kalim-inspired block with nice diamond pieces all together. And uh, that collection, I mean, that quilt pattern was maybe a little bit... Um, more advanced as a pattern because it had some diagonal um, even um, cutting so it wasn't like for for the beginners maybe so with Kalim pattern I wanted to improve the things that I didn't maybe done so easily in the in the Kubeta pattern so that's that's when Kalim pattern was born <laughs> and all the 20 prints from the collection were actually used in order to make this beautiful tonal effect that the quilt has. So I jumped in on Trevaya to be a pattern tester for you. And honestly, this was the first time I've like really adventured out of doing square blocks, really? <laughs> you know, half square triangles. Yeah. So I was terrified. I just want to admit that I was terrified, but I had been holding on. I had, I had purchased the half yard bundle of all the prints of Esoterra mm -hmm. because I am obsessed with dinosaurs <laughs> and I, your florals speak to my soul. I just, there's something about your art that just lights my life up. And so <laughs> I was just, I was like, I have to do this. I have to. And it was, I just feel like it was the perfect way for me to showcase all the fabrics in that line and finally get to use it. And and then um, I also tested, helped test Vibrato, but um, all I did was a block, <laughs> but that would have been perfect for Esoterra as well, because yeah. there's so many prints and like, and I did actually use Esoterra. So um, that was really fun to be able to use it again. Um, and yeah. to, to be able to pull all the different prints from that, a different collection, even though it was intended for 20. Um, it's just <laughs> all your stuff is just so amazing and beautiful and I just have to say like both vibrato and is it Kel Kelly? Kelly? Yeah, it's Kelly? because okay. Kelly, so not to, to say just because when I explore, let's say the hashtags for the for the quilt pattern, I like to use mm -hmm. something that wasn't used, you know, before. So oh. that's why maybe the names are some kind like weird or not so like normal. <laughs> but okay. I yeah. like it because of my Let's say my husband is Italian, so sometimes mm -hmm. I have these Italian, you know, words that I like to that some kind, uh, and sometimes they just sound nicely and, and like more proper than some, you know, English words, and you know mm -hmm. they can be more specific. I mean, Kelim, uh, it's Turkish word, but you know because Kelims are you know major for for Turkey and you know from like the history of making Kelims and stuff like that. But uh, mm -hmm. I have to say that you made such a beautiful work with with my. Uh, <laughs> Cool pattern that is just you know behind you, Thank and you. I just like how the Esoterra collection also um, because it has twenty prints in mm -hmm. the collection, so there are actually so much more you know possibilities to to work with these prints. And uh, yeah. actually nowadays collection uh, in the Argali fabrics they have sixteen prints, so sometimes okay. it's a little bit more difficult you know to interact and to ch uh, to choose the prints within just one collection. And yeah. with 20, I had this opportunity because the name was 20 and I just like said, I don't want to have like blenders, uh, not blenders, sorry, the other, um, um, uh, what's the name, the soups, the substrates, you know, like crayon right. and um, mm -hmm. uh, maybe knits or canvas, but I just want to have like 20 uh, quilting cottons that I can, you know, use for, for quilts. So yeah. that's why uh, the possibility when you have like major number of, of prints, I think that the possibilities of doing the quilt, I mean, yes, you can always, you know, take from another collection, but I noticed that quilters, even like the quilt shops, they 
maybe prefer to have everything, you know, just ready within one collection rather than maybe. Although I find somebody, I mean, like some shops that usually also like to, to make themselves like collections and some bundles inspired by different things, you know, mm -hmm. so that's, that's very nice too. But I like how Esoterra uh, really blends nicely with with my boss cage, and uh, mm -hmm. I think that there are so many possibilities to to like to do and to uh, to make the, the quilt out of this these collections that have major number of prints. Yeah, <laughs> but you, I, I must say, I mean, you really did. <laughs> Such an amazing work, and I'm oh, so proud thank of you. you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I was really yeah, proud of myself. That, yeah, thank you. And that was the first time that I actually had the the pattern testers testing my my quilt patterns, and that was another moment that when I realized that it's really important to have like a group of people, you know, testing your designs because you can have so much feedback that really means a lot, and you can learn also. Because some people are using one technique, the other, you know, preferred some other, and you can actually see maybe like what the majority of, you know, quilters would and how would they, you know, just think regarding some quilt designs. So that was really, very precious for me, you know. So now, yeah. I mean, from now on, from Travaya and upfront, I'm just going to use, you know, some people that would eventually would be able to test some designs and also like you said vibrato i think that for vibrato and kelly i uh, also did just one block uh, mm -hmm. that would be or like wall hanging or maybe a pillow or just maybe like a placemat so i think it's also very nice you know to test a quilt with i mean not like a real and big quilt but maybe just a portion of it and to have another beautiful project you know yeah. For you or for your loved ones, because now there is like this give the giving season approaching. And I think yeah. these kind of things are, are really, you know, good to yeah. have. <laughs> yeah. And I love that about the pattern is that, you know, you have that option of like, well, if you yeah. want to make this a placement or, and that's what I did is just, it is one block of the quilt, but it was the perfect size to put on, you know, my side table or whatever, as a, like yeah. a little piece of decoration in the house. And, um, and it was easy. I had never made flying geese before. So it was really interesting. Like, how did you find um, kind of working with the group and learning that there's different methods or have you used those methods before of making flying geese? Yeah, actually, this was the first time even for me uh, that I used the method that many in the groups uh, in the group were mentioning. And that was like the four at a time uh, mm -hmm. flying geese. Uh, because uh, this this was actually also just my second time of doing flying geese vlogs because I used it only once and it was just a small pill that I did. I think it was for the decadence collection. And now I had to test this four at a time, you know, method. Mm -hmm. And I might say that, yeah, it was like faster, but I prefer the traditional one, even because of the trimming, because you have less trimming to do and... I don't know the um, the bias the bias like you say <laughs> the bias thing with the, the fabrics I didn't like that that thing so you had to be like more you know precaution because you can have some things that maybe you wouldn't like at the end so <laughs> but it was so nice to, you know to learn something new and to try something new even okay. because it is faster and I like the, the fact that it was saving some fabric also because there were no leftovers like with the traditional yeah. But the thing about the leftovers with the traditional technique and the, the vibrato quilt pattern was that Kelim uses the cow square triangles. So I was actually testing uh, like if I can do the cow square triangles from the flying geese from the vibrato quilt pattern and use it for Kelim. And it worked. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was very nice you know, to have even that option. Yeah. To yeah, use it. Straightforward, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I use my my cast off my half square triangle cast offs from my flying geese to make a small another smaller placemat with it's a different yeah, layout. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, I can't waste any of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even if you just join, just do half square triangles. Eventually, I mean, you're going to have the flying geese at least, like mm -hmm. on how it looks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, which was nice.
Yeah, I know Amanda bought Esoterra uh, years ago and held on to it for so long, just like waiting for the perfect project and trying to figure out what to do with all of it. So and I love that. I love that when you do one pattern, you have what you need to make the next pattern. So that's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. it can be uh, so inspiring yeah, to do one and to, to be inspired with something and then to like maybe combine it with something else and to do something really new. So yeah, yeah. many cool box can be, I mean, combined and 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 make something really, really unique and original at the end. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I certainly appreciate your fabric lines. I have 16 or 20 patterns in them because I'm, there's definitely some people that can pull together and like curate their own bundles. I am not one of those people. So I love to have just a full bundle with a bunch of different options that I can play with. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's nice. I mean, I like, and I really, sometimes I'm so surprised by, you know, some people that are making these kind of really unique bundles and, you know, like very creative choices. And I always wanted to like, after cutting, you know, one new collection to cut, to cut some smaller pieces of the fabric and have it like, you know, somewhere just, you know, uh, beside me in order to be able to combine and to make like new bundles and have this kind of possibility. But I'm, I don't know if I'm lazy or or there is something else, but I never did that. And you know, now that I have 20 fabric collections, I'm regretting because it would be really, you know, nice to have some to pull and to combine maybe some from the first collections with these new ones, you know, even because I'm like I said before, they're also, you know, still available. And mm -hmm. that's you know really nice to to com to combine and to make some some new bundles and grouping. Yeah, well, and I feel like a lot of your lines do combine together pretty well, yeah, so yes. that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, everybody. I mean, everybody that creates, they they have some preferences regarding the colors. And I remember that my first collection was because like teal and purple were my favorite colors, and of course, my <laughs> fabric collection had to have these colors. Yeah, but. We cannot just be repetitive in what we are, you know, uh, offering to to uh, and submitting to to our fabric um, art directors. So we have to change, and you know, sometimes we even have to go out from our comfort zone in order, to, you know, to offer something new that would be, you know, interesting for many people that maybe don't like teals and, and purples. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's nice just you know to see you know sometimes you have some happy accidents with you know color matching that you weren't even expecting you know but yeah it's also very nice to have this possibility just straightforward you know within one collection so i think yeah. that 20 there are really really nice you know potential for for doing this kind of you know even you know changing and choosing between different prints without, you know, using entire collection, but also, you know, that you can just use even entire and you cannot go wrong with yeah. choices. Yeah. yeah. That's so great. I love it. It's so beautiful. The colors you chose for that, the palette of that, of 20 is just, it's different, but it's also just, it's so beautiful and it is, it's you. Like I wouldn't look at it and think, Oh, that's some other designer. It definitely has your mark and your style. So I think even with the different, you know, yeah. maybe different color palette than you would normally choose, or isn't necessarily your you know favorite, it still is yeah. so beautiful. And, and regardless of them being my favorite colors or not, like I would yeah. use every single one of them. So <laughs> yeah. thank you so much. That's maybe something that, you know, comes from my, um, my world, let's say, of painting and using painting, like being inspired with, you know, art uh, and what I did like as a master and my doctoral degree. So like when you're painting, you're using like okras and these kind of warm tones, you know, to obtain some more warm tones within your picture and painting. Mm -hmm. And then you are using like usually those kind of, you know, blues when you have to add some shading and some shades within the subject that you are painting. So, you know, thinking that way, like, you know, worm, like the typical classical worm, which is like ochre and then the, the blue. So then I had to develop, you know, entire story, you know, just around these two, let's say colors and yeah. shades. So 
yeah it was very interesting <laughs> i love that That's so and cool. then always there is you know the collection that you're going to find from my past designs and collections that is going to be blending and you know matching even perfectly or or nicely so and nice. i think with fenty collection there are so many hues that you can you know implement and use for the home decor and you know for the you know your home because I'm rarely using, you know, I like, for instance, when I see so many beautiful people using like, you know, rainbow kind of, you know, coloring in, in their styles. But for me, for instance, if I have to picture something that is made for my home, I would never use this kind of, you know, um, colorations. So maybe this kind of the blues and, you know, uh, okras are something that is maybe more like closer to to my way of thinking and more like my aesthetic and style yeah i love it i was going to say 20 matches my house perfectly so i'm very <laughs> excited to do it. yeah it's easy because like all of us usually have some wooden you know accents or like you know parquet or you know table and like wood you know things in our home so it's it's very easy you know to, to implement those colors in the in the decor of your home so yeah i think it's, yeah. it's it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So as a quilter and as someone who designs patterns, you probably have made a lot of quilts. Do you keep all of them? Like how many quilts do you have in your house right now? <laughs> yeah, I actually very much, I'm, I'm a user. I like to use my quilts. So yeah. if you go, you know, through my house, you're going to see on each of our beds, one of the quilts that I made. Uh, some of the quilts that I made, I had to, to send to Asia for photography or maybe even after when it was like the old school, like when I was coming uh, to US for some markets and things like that. And I was bringing my quilts to be exhibited then there. So I maybe left some of them in the US and I gave some for the charities, but all the other things and all other quilts are, are mainly in my home. So maybe I have like a dozen of quilts and they're all like in my in my uh, parents or my sister's home or in my home. So, and yeah. some friends, of course. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's it's very nice to have something unique like that to, to be able to, you know, mm -hmm. to give to some very dear people. It always yeah. makes just presents. For sure. Yeah. We always joke that we that we win at giving presents because you really can't top when when you give someone a quilt, like yeah, yeah. No top in that. They yeah. see us walk in and they're like, that's it. They win. We don't care about our gifts. Just open those later. That's embarrassing. We're like, it's okay, guys. Your gifts are cool too. Yeah. Homemade is absolutely the best. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's important to 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 have this idea trans transmitted even to you know the smaller ones even in the schools. I'm always so happy to see you know when my kids were younger, of course, and when they went to school normally because now it's it's even something <laughs> some optional. So right. yeah, I just you know so so treasure the gifts that they were making in in those kind of you know school activities and stuff. So, yeah, so nice to see you know yeah created yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so what which one of your like quilts or projects like was the craziest or like hardest for you? And what did you learn from that process? Yeah. When I have to think about the, the craziest <laughs> thing regarding quilts and quilting, I think that as I mentioned before, it was like my first uh, collection indelible in 2014 and my first quilt market ever. It was in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember that um, I actually got my, uh, my fabric samples. It was like maybe two or three yards of each design some 10 days before the show. And I had to prepare everything, like from the quilt to, you know, home decor things that was pillows, and then, you know, so garments and some small accessories. So everything in the 10 days of, of time. And it was, it was madness. I remember that I wasn't sleeping for a few days that I had a friend coming to my home because I couldn't use nobody, you know, outside because I just, just had that limited collection, um, quantity of fabrics available. So... I just had to do it all by myself and that friend of mine that was coming to my home to help me. And it was the craziest thing that I, I remember that the last like, you know, scene that I did was maybe two or three hours before packing my, my suitcases and going to, <laughs> yeah, to, to go on a flight to US. 
and I, I remember that I was sleeping in the in the airplane because I was so 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 tired, and all everything that you know was happening for those few days that I was there was really really crazy and so many people and you know interactions and classes and everything so that was maybe really the craziest thing that I ever did and that I saw for so many hours, you know, and I remember <laughs> even that I had a problem with my sewing machine because, you know, just when you need it most, it something, you know, something happens. And yeah. yeah, but at the end, you know, after everything was finished and, and done, I felt like really so relieved on one hand, but also so accomplished because I did so, so many things, you know, in just, you know, small amount of time and, that yeah. was really, you know, very, very good to to learn and and to have as you know a part of my life and experience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's well, awesome. <laughs> Hopefully, it's gotten easier since then. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, it was just you know that period because even because it was like the first time, so I had to do everything by myself. And you know, yeah. nowadays, I mean. Unfortunately, there are no quilt markets held yet because of this pandemic and everything. And mm -hmm. I'm really hoping and I'm looking so forward, you know, for the next possibility and for the next show to be hopefully held. But I mean, let's see. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's always so questionable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything's yeah. up in the air. Yeah. But I'm happy to see, I think that the festival is just, you know, maybe just at the moment held or I, I remember it was like the, the last days of, of October. Mm. So it's nice to see that even that part of the exhibition is is actually going on. So it's really something. It mm. really means, you know, to be because it's different of course when you when you met and you when you meet people in in mm -hmm. real life and you know like face to face and it's completely yeah. different than you know doing like online things and, and yeah. stuff. Definitely. Yeah, hopefully soon, someday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hopefully soon. Yeah. 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 Well, do you have any advice or tips for like new quilters or maybe people who are looking to get into things like pattern design? Yeah, I think the the practice and you know challenging yourself with some new things and some new skills is always like a must because without you know hard work of course there are, there are no results so i think that you know whenever you can if you can join some classes because there are so many you know even free classes and free meetings and free stuff that you can do and you know learn so you know just take advantage of these things and and try to learn as much as you can and i think that's that's I mean, that's basically regarding everything. I mean, even for the pattern design, for the, you know, even drawing, painting and, and everything like, you know, uh, fabric related, because I think it's everything. It's, you know, just uh, the hard work and uh, the skills that you gain over the years. So actually practice and, and, and that's, that's pretty much all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, nobody's born. I mean, yeah, there there are people that are talented for certain things, and that's really something. But without the hard work, I think talent is is nothing. So, yeah, mm -hmm. just give yourself, you know, a push. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and try to be, you know, as to use your time because you know sometimes it's very hard because there are people that having you know uh, some small kids at home and other things to do, but. Whenever you can, you just use your time wisely and try to, even like for half an hour of a day, you can you can do something creative, whatever it is. So, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. sure. There are so many projects I sit down to start, and I feel like I have to just like knock it out in a couple of days. But really, you can just do like a block at a time and just work on something slowly but surely. Yeah. Even like not looking on the phone, I said to my kids as well, because, you know, I'm watching them, of course, because they're not, they're going to school like every second day, which sometimes it's, it's crazy. So I just, you know, stumble across and, you know, see them on their computers, on the, you know, mobile devices for so many hours because they are like, you know, interacting like mm -hmm. online and stuff. But I know it's not like that, you know, because they're watching and looking like Instagram and stuff that are yeah. like, more interesting yeah. than and you know, just don't 
So yeah, basically, you know, sometimes even even me, you know, when I when I see how much time I, I spent on the on the internet, like you know, browsing and like uh, mm-hmm. losing, you know, uh, time moments, like how <laughs> many hours or minutes I'm, you know, actually alive and and acting on the phone. It's sometimes it's crazy. Yeah. Like just half an hour of that time, you know, to do something that is really giving another results and some practical results and things. Think, yeah. 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 Are your kids still, um, like, are they still doing ballroom dancing, or has that stopped because of COVID? Yeah. No. There, there were, there was the period like it was like maybe. A little bit more than a year ago when we we were in quarantine and mm-hmm. so they couldn't go to their classes but it was like maybe for three months but after summer they they regularly you know started doing their lessons and classes regarding competitions it's not like it used to be before because they were having some international competitions and even though they still have, but you know, people are not, you know, like eager to to travel, mm-hmm. even because you don't know, you know, what to expect. And there are some regulations regarding some countries that are changing, like on daily basis. So it's not mm-hmm. really, really easy. But yeah, they're still there. Okay. They're still yeah doing it, and they're still dancing. And it's it's I love that. really much, you know, good to to see them, you know, improve their their skills as well so yeah yeah that's so great that's such a unique hobby or sport for them to be part of that's so cool yeah yeah of course I'm so yeah. happy about that yeah and they're having so many you know um friends you know gained to to this kind of classes and activity I think it's very unique and, and yeah. special yeah awesome yeah okay. well I think <laughs> I think we've reached the end of our questions. Yeah. Well, we have some rapid fire questions that we'd like to ask every guest. Okay. So we can start with those. So uh, you don't have to like fully explain your answer. You can just say yes or no, or you can, you can explain if you choose. But um, our first one is, do you sew over pins? Like if you pin your blocks together, do you just sew over the pins? No. I no, I'm afraid that my needle will be broken. <laughs> so no, absolutely no, no, no. And I remember also that I mean I remember I'm using very much uh, the the clover clips, and mm-hmm. I think they're very useful sometimes. You know, yeah. just not for like placed in the middle of something, but for the for the edges and stuff like mm-hmm. that. They're very useful instead of pins, and they're you know less. Uh, because sometimes I'm afraid that I just forgot to take out yeah. some, some of those and that my needle could be broken, but yeah. absolutely remove them. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's my advice, but, you know, but it, I mean, no, everybody are going to do that, of course. <laughs> some of us remove them and some of us don't. <laughs> yeah. okay. I, I'm on your side. I'm always taking my pins out. <laughs> I do sometimes, just not all the time. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, um, until, until you are you have good you know experience with that and until nothing's happening i mean it's good but mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I wouldn't like to be the one that because some i mean i had several moments you know with uh, some small injuries during sewing so yeah. oh yeah so yeah be one of those but i'm always afraid that maybe maybe it can you know cause some some so yeah i don't want to play with that yeah <laughs> that's funny we have sustained some quilt injuries also i always say when i give a quilt to someone like there's real blood sweat and tears in this quilt so yeah, we bleed every day yeah are you um our next question, do you trim your threads off the backs of your quilts before you get them quilted? No, I try to use, uh, I mean, I try to do that during quilting because I like to, like, uh, when I have something going on, then mm-hmm. I like to do, like, maybe a few inches after, and then to stop, then to look mm-hmm. at the back and actually, you know, fix the, the threads because I forgot that, uh, I mean, I'm mm, I'm afraid that I'm going to forget if I just leave it, you know, mm-hmm. that, in that point and at that point. So yeah, I like to. That's how I am too. <laughs> as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah, like gotta get all the threads, clip them yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
All right, next one. Do you square your blocks before you sew them all together? Yes, I like to do that because even I learned the harder way that it's something wise to do. <laughs> because otherwise you're going to have some results that are not going to be so you know desirable so i like to square <laughs> i like to trim and i like to do my pressing like the the open pressing you know for the seams because that was our next question <laughs> oh yeah no, yeah i had some even with the half square triangles i think it's a must because if you just mm -hmm. press them on one side then when you join, even because when you have the smaller like half-sprung square triangles, and when they join, those those angles are going to be really really messy and bulky. Mm -hmm. And when you go to quilt over that, it can be like a struggle. Oh yeah, even, like yeah. the needles broken and, and stuff. <laughs> like that. So I really um, warmly suggest you know just to, to press open the seams. Yeah, I mean, Miranda. No, I I can't do it. <laughs> but if you try, I do, it. she doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I. But before that, and prior that, uh, prior doing like a pressing with the iron, I always finger, uh, like finger press my 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 mm -hmm. seams open because I think it's given the best. Even because of the crease and everything, it's going to be just nicely and you know evenly. Mm -hmm if you do it with your finger before and after with your iron. So I yeah. think it, it's really important. And yeah. I mean, I saw the results. So, I mean, I think everything it's, it's, you know, after, I mean, some things you just learn the harder way, let's say. So <laughs> for sure, <laughs> but eventually you learn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then last one, uh, do you, do you spin your intersections? So when you've got, you know, mm -hmm. seams coming together, do you like spin the the seams? Yeah, it would be something like good to do, but I'm not always like that. And although, I mean, I'm mostly using like some really basic blocks. I don't have so many, you know, um, like, um, I don't know how, how can I call this, these blocks that are more like advanced and when you have all these um, messy finishes and maybe mm -hmm. you know uh, bulky things going on so but yeah that would be also an advice because of the of the nicest and smoother finishes but I'm not always you know even because sometimes the time is really everything and you don't have time you know at at that moment to think about that so maybe yeah. you would regret later but <laughs> I never do it <laughs> no. <laughs> no. for people that do I mean I don't even know how so I yeah. think that would be a skill to learn to at least try it but I've never yeah. I've never had faced something where I was like oh I should spin that intersection but yeah. sometimes I, I can't wrap my brain around it but there have been some <laughs> where I've had a lot of seams coming together and it's really bulky and I've just like smushed them like every which way so I can <laughs> Kind of level them out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. no, but there are some blocks I remember that uh, like 60 degrees uh, triangles, and I, I can't remember the, the the word for that when you come to to your uh, finishes, and then you have to leave like uh, one quarter inch of that, and then you have to do I don't know something. I mean, I remember I was doing, I was testing for a quarter, quarter, uh, quarter shop one, uh, one uh, pattern and it had this kind of method, method done and I was like, so, you know, afraid that I'm going to do something that would show after because we had to present our, you know, um, quilts and everything, but, and I really tried to do that, but it was taking so much time, you know, just and it was like taking me to do some uh, even seam um, to rip some seams in order to do them better and to improve and everything. But I mean, it is possible, but it really requires a lot of you know patience and, and yeah. time. So yeah, I guess it depends, you know, on a person quilter. <laughs> awesome. Right. Well, this has been so fantastic. Thank you again for joining us. I've just loved hearing from you and your stories and your inspiration. So great to be able to talk to you in person, someone that we've admired on, on Instagram <laughs> for so long. Thank you so much, especially for your really, really warm words and, and the compliments that you gave me. And I really 
I was enjoying, you know, talking to you too. And it was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, where can people find you online? Yeah, usually I'm doing, and I'm more active on Instagram than on the other social media. So lately I'm even trying to, to do some more posts on my blog that was really neglected over the years. And now I'm trying to, to come into the you know swing of things again. And because it's really nice to have so many things at one place and even my, my website, it really needs some really maintenance <laughs> and cleaning and, you know, re revamping and everything. But as it's a lot of work, it's something that hopefully I'm going to do, you know, at the end of the year or something like that. But yeah, usually my Instagram is something that is up to, up to date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll definitely link that for our listeners so they can find you. Mm -hmm. And is there anything that the community can do to, to help you out or offer some value to you? I don't know. I really like to hear, you know, from makers and to see so many beautiful projects, you know, done by people. And that's really like the most precious part of this job, you know, to do the uh, designs that will inspire others and that they will be able to use them like in a very um, not specific maybe way in some new wave. And I really like to see them, their projects. And I always cherish, you know, when they can tag me and, you know, let me see their work and, and their projects. So please do that. <laughs> okay. Well, great. Right. Thank you so much again for joining us. And so we're much. looking forward to your future projects and anything else you have to share with the quilting community. Cause you've been a huge inspiration to us. And, and I, I personally am super excited to see what you do more in the future. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm I'm already working on another collection that is going out in January. And that collection is so different than, you know, because every collection, you know, that goes after one, I try, you know, to be something and to do something that is like new. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm hoping that, you know, with that collection, because it's something that is travel inspired and because we are so, yeah, we are so looking forward, you know, to see beautiful places and to have, you know, adventures of traveling and visiting some new things and, and meet new people. And that's what I hope to, to, to do with this new collection that is coming out in January, you know, to inspire others to, to, let's say, uh, travel through that collection if they're not able to do that, like, in real life, which, you know is done due to this situation but i really hope and looking forward to travel again and to to be able to live like normally the way we did you know before yeah, yeah. i love so, that i'm so excited to see that new collection yeah we do right like what? more fabric <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah thank you so much and i hope that you're going to like that one as well Oh, I already know that I am. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for okay. having me and yeah. for chatting. And hope to yeah. see you on the other side. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Bye so bye. Bye. Hopefully my, my dog is here always, so maybe he's going to be barking occasionally, but hope it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, that's totally fine. I have two dogs behind me and they're constantly oh, interrupting, so no worries. I have, a, I have a dad who's recording me right now, so oh, okay, okay. we all have. It's <laughs> <laughs> nice to know. Yeah, it's all good. Okay. Dad, say hi. Hi. <laughs> I beg you. Well, he's coming around. Better than I know. This is my dad, Chris. Oh, hi. <laughs> <It's so young. laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>